next week is the new year, and we're starting uh, the new year with a, a series uh, where we're going to just be talking about um, where we're headed. You know, at the at the vision service, we talked about the um, what's coming up and what God's leading us, and you know, we talk about just the time of new wineskins, and um, you know, just even since then, or even in even in the last three weeks, um, to see what God is doing um, and where God is leading us, it's kind of exciting. It's a lot scary. It's exciting. Um, I would love to 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 take a mental snapshot of today, and then one year from now to look where we are, you know, to look where we are as a church, as individuals. Um, it's going to be something. I, I, I really believe that um, if we would really totally surrender, totally depend on God, totally rely on the power of His Spirit, um, we're just going to see things that, that we never saw before. Uh, I think the whole church uh, will, will be different in a whole lot of exciting ways. And so um, if you can, you know, Make every effort to come these next three weeks because we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about where God is leading us, but also we're going to be talking about what it means for us as individuals. You know, what's required of us? Uh, Because it's not as though we just sit on the sidelines and just cheer God on. Um, God wants to do stuff in us and through us. And this whole year has really been a preparation uh, for that. You know, there's so many things that have gone on this year. And if, you know, we talked about, you know, we just as friends and we just talked about it individually, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that God has begun to do uh, in your lives. So um, looking forward to a really, really exciting year uh, coming up next year. Um, you know, it seems like the, the farther I get from the day of my birth, you know, that's just another way of saying I'm getting older. But um, the years just seem to zip by. It's kind of weird how that is. You know, it's like the same 365 days that I have, that I've always had my whole life. Um, uh, but, man, it just seems like you just blink and, and, and this time just flies. You know, we celebrated um, the graduation. Um, our, my daughter, my youngest daughter's graduation from the University of Hawaii. And it's like, yeah, we're, we're done, you know. I think we're done with school. But it just seems like, you know, it wasn't that long ago we were in a house in Aina Aina, and, 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 and I, I remember seeing her on the floor uh, with her mom and, and just doing some manipulatives to help her with her math, you know. And you just blink, and then she's in a green capping gown, and she's graduating, you know. And um, I look back and I think, oh, it just, and 2018 is like that. You know, just like, you, I, I, just like we were just here, you know, just celebrating the new year. And now it's over. And, you know, I, I look back on 2018 and, and you know, I got to admit, it had its share of challenges. And I think some of you would probably agree, like, wow, some, some pretty challenging things that have gone on in 2018, you know, and that in the midst of all that, what is really great to me is in the midst of all the challenges, I've just experienced the nearness of God in a greater way. 
you know, that, that sometimes it's only through challenges and, and, and trouble and hardship that you just kind of put things in perspective, right? And, um, and you just feel the closeness of God. And that's kind of what happened uh, for me this, um, this past uh, year. You know, I just looked back and I thought, you know what? I think I got a lot closer to God uh, this year than, than in the past. And in these last few days, you know, I was thinking a lot about King David and one of the Psalms that he wrote. And, um, in, you know, we don't know exactly when Psalm 103 was, uh, 103 was written. But, we, you know, everybody kind of figures it was at the later time of his life because it has the, the feel of someone looking back on their lives and seeing all the challenges and seeing all the tough times that they've gone through, all the adventures, and then um, experiencing the goodness and the faithfulness of God. And it's a psalm where, where God is reminding, I mean, where David is reminding himself, he's really exhorting himself to to really, um, to, to really bless the Lord, you know, to bless the Lord. And it's really the greatest habit, I think, one of the greatest habits that we can have is to give thanks to the Lord. And so, um, you know, I wanted to end this year to exhort you that, man, it's a great habit for all of us in every situation to stop and to give thanks uh, to to the and and to bless the Lord, and uh, you know it it really is a choice that we got. No one's going to ever force you. God's never going to force you and say, "Get on your knees and bless me." He will never do that. It's a choice that we all have. In fact, you know, in Psalm 103, um, Dave, David starts his psalm this way. He says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name." And then again in verse 2, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. It's like, it's like David is, is saying to himself, soul, he's just saying to himself, soul, not, not you, Daniel's soul, but I mean our soul, you know, because that's Daniel's soul, but that's what the S-O-L-E, this is S-O-U-L. He's just saying, soul, make the choice, make the choice to bless the Lord. Yeah. He's just speaking to himself, he's saying, soul, I don't care what you're going through, bless the Lord. You know? And he's talking to himself in a way, and he's saying, so we've got a choice. And I want you to make the choice to bless the Lord. In fact, you know, um, that's the whole theme of this psalm, is to bless the Lord. And he says it six times throughout this, this psalm. In verse 20, he says, bless the Lord, you his angels. You know, and so he said, it's important for all of us, for all of creation to bless the Lord. And that's a really, really good word for all of us. In light of, of any difficulties you had, in spite of every, any tragedy that you might have had, in light of all the great things that you've experienced this year, um, you know, will you choose? That's our choice. That's our decision that we need to make. Will you stop and will you bless the Lord? And whenever I think about that, and, and sometimes, you know, when I'm challenged to make the choice, that I don't always feel like blessing the Lord, right? And whenever I think about that, I think of Horatio Spafford. And Horatio Spafford was this wealthy Chicago businessman 
who in the fall of 1873, he, he sent his, uh, he saw his, he bid farewell to his wife and four children as they made their way by, by boat to, to France. And, you know, he had so much business. He said he's, he was going to join them uh, in a little bit. He had to take care of, you know, tying up some loose ends and things like that. And he sent them off. And on November 22nd of that year, about 2 a.m. in the morning, another ship rammed their, the ship that his uh, wife and children were on. And Mrs. Fa- Mrs. Spafford, um, she saw, before her very eyes, she saw her three Three of her children just kind of swept away. And she hung on to the youngest one until she lost consciousness. And then she awoke. She was rescued by uh, some of the sailors. And uh, she awoke, but, but all four of her children were lost. And uh, Horatio was back in the United States, you know, just hearing word of this, waiting for some word about his family. And then he gets a, a telegram um, from his wife, and it just starts off um, this, this way. It says, saved alone, saved alone. And um, it was there that, uh, you know, he lost all four of his children. And as he then made his way across the Atlantic to, um, to join his wife, uh, the, sh- the captain of the ship said, you know, kind of informed them when they were passing the place where the accident had had happened. And, and for Horatio, you know, it was like, you know, going through the valley of the shadow of death. And he's, and, um, you know, it's, it's said that he um, went back to his cabin and he sat down and, and he uh, wrote these words uh, to a hymn that has comforted so many. It's called, It Is Well With My Soul. He wrote the lyrics, someone else um, added the music to that. But, um, he starts off that hymn, you know, um, that supposedly it was written when he was passing over uh, the, the part of the ocean where his children were lost. And, and he writes this. He says, When peace like a river attendeth my, my way, when sorrow like sea billows roar, uh, roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to know, it is well, it is well with my soul. And I think about that a lot, you know, that, that I can't imagine <clears throat> what it must have been like for him to go through that. And in the midst of all that, he could say, yeah, you know what, it's been tough, sorrows just, just come pouring into my soul like, 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 the, like the ocean, like the waves. But he says, whatever my lot, whatever God brings into my path, that I've been taught to know that it is well with my soul. In other words, what he's saying, you know, God, and he's telling his soul, we're going to bless the Lord. We're going to bless the Lord. As we end this year, I want to encourage you, I want to encourage me, let's make it a habit to bless the Lord. So what does it mean to bless the Lord? Well, it means, first of all, we look at this psalm, we bless the Lord by praising him and exalting his name. David says, soul, you got to bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. And the word bless is the word barak, you know, which means to speak good words. It means to speak good words and praise. You know, blessing the Lord means to speak good words. 
It's not just to think good thoughts, but it's to speak good words and praise and lift up the name of Jesus. It's it's to give him thanks for everything that you went through this past year, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, that, that, that it's important that in all things, we just say, soul, we got to bless the Lord. And we do it with our thoughts, but we do it with our words. Because to bless the Lord means to speak words, good words about God. The second way that we learn here is we bless the Lord by forgetting none of his benefits. Forgetting none of his benefits. Um, David gives himself another command in verse 2. He says, you know what? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. And the little uh, translation really is, and do not forget all of his awards. We don't say that too often. But what it means is, it means that don't forget all the things that God has graciously awarded or given to you. You know, because it's human nature to forget. It's human nature to forget, especially when we go through hard times, right? It's, It's hard, it's so easy to forget the good stuff when we go through all the bad stuff. You know, that's just kind of human nature. And Dave says, hey, I call him Dave now. David says that um, don't, me and him, you know, just like, like this or something. Uh, we're going to have the same house when we get to heaven. You know, me and Dave, we're going to be, be together. Um, and Enoch's going to be right here. But, but, but what he's saying is that um, because it's so easy to to forget. We've got to bless the Lord and, and forget none of his benefits, to continually think of all the great things that he has done, that he has given to us. You know, uh, interestingly, the word ungrateful in the Bible uh, has as its root the word that means to be thankful, you know, to be thankful and, and just one letter, the A, the prefix A, that's added to that, negates that whole word. And it becomes A, thankful. Or it becomes, um, you know, it becomes unthankful or ungrateful. And we bless the Lord by forgetting none of his benefits. Because, you know, it just takes a little prefix like an A that can take the word thankful and make it a whole different word, meaning ungrateful. And you know, it's so easy to get down and to have pity parties, you know, like this past, mm, this past week and a half, you know, just a lot of stress that comes along with the holidays, right? And you know, this relational stress and all that, and I was just feeling all that. And, and it was really easy, and I kind of said it a couple of times to myself, I might even said it to my family, like, bah humbug. You know, let's just come back to January because December just stinks. You know what I mean? Christmas, bah, you know? I only get socks anyway. You know, I mean, whatever. I, I don't only get socks. I get boxers. Too. But anyway, but, but, but you, know, you know what I mean? It was like, man, it just was like that to be ungrateful. And all through these last couple, two, three weeks, I've been kind of meditating and I've been kind of practicing just taking a portion of Scripture and just meditating on it, just, you know, a small chunk at a time. And I was just going through Psalm 31. And, and throughout Psalm 31, it was just God was reminding me, Mark, 
I am here. That I've not let you go. That I will rescue you. I will, you know, and all this. And, and every day, I would just take maybe a phrase from Psalm 31. And at the end of the night, I, w- I would stop and I would spend time with the Lord again. And, and inevitably, what I read and what I meditated on in Psalm 31, I could see it worked out. That God was before my... It was like crazy. He was working it out before my very eyes. And he says, Mark, there's nothing for you to be ungrateful for because I am here. And I just had to say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not none of God's benefits. And that's what it means to bless the Lord. Now, what are some of the benefits? David goes on and he gives us five benefits for which we can be thankful for, right? The first one is this. The first benefit that God doesn't want us to forget is this. God pardons all of our sins. God pardons all of our sins. In verse 3, it says, you got to bless the Lord, O my soul, for the God who pardons all your iniquities. Iniquities is just a fancy word. It's another word. It's a deeper word for the word sin. Have you ever stopped to think about that? That how easy it is to forget how wonderful it is that through Jesus, God has pardoned us of all our sins. I mean, have you stopped to really think about that? That, that Jesus came to die for your sins. In fact, verse 10 says, He has not dealt with us according to our sin, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. He doesn't give us what we deserve. That through Jesus, He pardons our sins. And in verse 12, we read, As far as, I love this, as far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. Friends, that's a long way. You know, that's an infinite way. The distance that God has removed our sin from us. I mess up. You know, I mess up all the time. You know, I think bad thoughts sometimes at bad drivers. Okay? And God said, and I said, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that. I, I shouldn't get upset at a person who's taking three years to back into a parking stall. Just go straight in. Right? Just go straight in. Never mind the backing up. In fact, you know how sometimes, this is weird, but you know how sometimes when you're going up a, a, a lane and they're, they're like diagonal, the parkings are like that, so you just kind of scoot in? I saw someone trying to back in to that the thing. You know, I think, this is crazy. You know, I thought, man, Michael, why are you doing that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Michael wasn't doing that with his big old. You know, well, I was t- but I get bad thoughts. And then immediately when I get the bad thoughts, not immediately, sometimes when I get the bad thoughts, I go like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. And God says, Mark, when you confess, as far as the east is from the west, that's how far I separated you from your sin. Well, how awesome. Have you ever thought about that? That God has pardoned you of all your sins? That he has forgiven you? Can you imagine what it would be like if God didn't forgive you for your sin? What an amazing benefit. And God says, forget not 
God's amazing benefit. Psalm 103 verse 2 says, God heals all our diseases. God heals all our diseases. It says, who, you know, she's got to bless the Lord, oh my soul, who, the God who heals all your diseases. Were you sick this past year? Chances are that some of you were kind of sick this year, you know, that you had some challenges medically, you know. And one of the amazing benefits of God is his healing. And, and, and David is saying, so bless the Lord because he's healed you of all your diseases, all the diseases of the soul. This is what he's saying. He's saying to his soul. Right? He's speaking to his soul. And he's saying, he's saying you got to bless, bless the Lord who heals soul all your diseases. And I thought about it. I thought about that this week. And I thought it's more than just physical stuff. It's the diseases we have in our soul. Because who is he speaking? Who's the object that he's speaking to? It's his soul. And he says, soul, there's diseases that you are challenged with. You know, that there are times that in our soul, um, we feel the hatred or strife or ill will that we feel toward others, the hurt, the pain, the loneliness, the sadness, the discouragement. You know, all the, all the diseases and the pain we feel in our soul. And the question is, what has God done in your soul this year? You know, what diseases of your soul has God freed you up on? Maybe you've grown in, in learning how to forgive. That, that you don't allow... Uh, negative things that people say that you don't allow them to just sink right in. You know? or, or it might be just the hurt or ill will you feel. Maybe God is healing you of discouragement or, or fear. You know? That those are diseases of the soul. And, and we can bless the Lord because God heals all our diseases, the diseases of our soul. What an amazing benefit. The third thing is that it says, you know, soul, you got to bless the Lord who redeems your life from the pit. Verse 4, who redeems your life from the pit. The pit literally means to be in ruin, to be in destruction or corruption. How has he redeemed you? This is, this is talking about salvation. This is talking about salvation, how, how God rescued you from ruin and destruction, and he's pulled you out of the pit. You know, I think about this, and I thought, man, God, why would you even rescue me? Why, why, would, you even, why would, would you even think, why would Jesus have to come so that you could rescue me from the pit? And you think about that. I mean, really think about that. that. That God has redeemed your life from ruin and destruction. When was the last time you thought about that? David is saying, forget not all of God's amazing benefits. And you know the truth is this. If you're in a pit right now and you're headed in that way, God, it's a benefit that God's offering you right now here today. You know, you know the greatest thing was, you know, Christmas Eve service, 
Um, it was great. You know, kids always do an amazing job. You know, I, I go early and, and I check them out and I get really worried because they're goofing. You know, they're kids, right? They're goofing and all that. But, but when they come on stage, it's like game day, man. Game day. You know, just amazing. And, and Matthew, and I thought, I've got to get Matthew up here. Matthew can sing, you know. And anyway, I'm, I'm thinking about all that stuff. And it's kind of stressful, right? Because, you know, you, you want to keep the service rolling because it's Christmas Eve and everybody want to go eat somewhere and they want to eat Christmas goose or whatever. They, I don't know. Anybody eat Christmas goose? Is that... That's what you eat on Christmas, right? Gooses or geese. <laughs> I never had a Christmas goose. Joe, we got to get Christmas goose. Anyway, so we're, we're there, and it's kind of stressful. And then Pastor Sonny comes up, and he shares the gospel, asks people to raise their hand, and about 10 to 12 people raise their hand. And I thought, wow, that, that <laughs> what an amazing gift tonight. That, yes, one of God's amazing benefits that he offers to us, that he rescues us from the pit, that he redeems us. He redeems our life. And I went home that night, and I said, God, thank you, that it was all worth it. It was all worth it. Amazing. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Fourth benefit. God is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness to imperfect people like us. Psalm 103, verse 8, the Lord is compassionate. Yeah, that's what he's saying, gracious. And I love, I love what the Bible says, that God is slow to anger. Oh, I'm so grateful he's slow, because I can make him angry, but he's slow to ang anger. He's abounding in loving kindness. And in verse 13, just as the Father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Think about it. God, through his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, welcomes us into his family without condition. That, that he doesn't put us on a probationary period where we got to prove ourselves. That through his Son, he just welcomes you in. And if you're like me, you're so thankful for that. That we don't say, okay, you know what, Mark, taking you in, yeah, I mean, you just, you're barely making it, but maybe for the next three years, we'll see how it goes. And if it works out, welcome to the family. No, he doesn't do anything. He just welcomes you to his family. In fact, he bestows on you loving kindness and compassion, and he crowns you with this. His loving kindness and compassion. That's what he crowns us with. Not only does he, he welcome us into his family, but he crowns us with loving, his loving kindness and his compassion. David says, forget not God's benefits. And then the last thing, he provides us with things that are good and satisfying. That's the frosting on the cake. That's the frosting on the cake. Not only does he do all these great things, saves us, rescues us, you know, just gives us loving kindness and he's slow to anger, all that stuff, he provides us with things that are good and satisfying. Verse 5, he says, yep, bless the Lord who satisfies your, year, your years with good things 
so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. And again, David is exhorting his soul, so will you bless the Lord? Because he brings, he will bring you enjoyment and satisfaction, so much so that you will be like a renewed youth in your youth. Um, you know, like, and it'll, it'll be like an eagle. And often in the Old Testament, the eagle is used as a reference to the old life becoming fresh and renewed, you know, and, and vital all over again. And frequently with the word renewed. You know, the eagle is used with the word renewed. And what David is saying to us is that, is your soul tired? You know, is your soul weary, crushed, burnt out? One of God's amazing benefits is that he sees you, he sees your soul, and he will bring you the gift of his grace to bless you, to encourage you, to bring satisfaction and goodness into your soul. Now, how amazing is that? That he sees us and that he will provide everything and great things for us so that we would be like an eagle, that we would grow stronger and stronger as the years go on. And the old life and the old troubles all becoming fresh and new and vital. You know, God it's amazing that some of you is like, man, my soul, you know, I am tired, you know, and I'm, I'm weary. And <laughs> I remember this year, and maybe because I'm getting old now, and, uh, but I don't think I've ever said it as much as I said it this year, telling my wife, Joe, man, I just want to go home, you know, that, that feeling. And, and it wasn't like go home to our, our house, it was like to go home to heaven, you know. And it wasn't one of these bad, like, I want to commit suicide. No, nothing like that. But it was just like, you know, your soul gets so tired. You know, I remember visiting um, someone recently in the hospital. And, uh, you know, I had gone, and uh, she was an elderly lady. And then she just, when I came in, she goes, hey. And she goes, you know, I'm tired. I'm just ready. I want to go home. And I knew what she meant. I said, well, so how do you want me to pray for you? Pray that I go home quick. <laughs> okay. You know, and, and her family's there, right? I'm like, oh. Whoa. <laughs> right? And she said, that's your mom. <laughs> what do you, you know? And, uh, you know, we prayed. And, 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 and she went home. Uh, she went home really peacefully. And she went home quick. And, you know, there are times when, you know, you just get weary, you know. And your soul gets tired. And I, 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 there are times I said, well, it's, it's, man, it would be great to go home. You know? And when I think of going home, if you, you know, just Google the, the word Enoch, E-N-O-C-H. He's a guy in the Bible. All right? If you never heard of Enoch, Enoch is my hero. Enoch is the person that I, I, I want to be like Enoch. Enoch, one day, the Bible says he was walking with God. And then he just walked and he was no more. Then he walked to heaven. I want to I go home like that. I don't want to go home with sickness or disease. or I don't want to die. Dying is not appealing to me. You know, just not one of my favorite things. I want to go home, but if dying is what it takes, nah, I'd just rather be like Enoch. Yeah. But, but what's, what's so amazing this year 
is in the midst of being tired and all. It just inevitably God would give me these good things, these good gifts, these gifts to my soul. And, and it, would have been, it would be like a, 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 a timely word from someone, a text from someone. You know, it could be a, a just this portion of Scripture that just jumps out, you know. Or it might be driving home one day and, and all of a sudden this thought comes into my mind, that was a good day today. Going home and seeing my family, I say, God, oh, this is a great gift. Home would, I, I need them, maybe we all should go home together, you know, I don't know, but I'm just so thankful. And I remember one day, I was really, really like, ugh, and then my little puppy comes up, and I thought, man, thank you, God, thank you, God. And I remember, you know, all through this year in my journal, I would look back, and God has provided me with things that are good and satisfying that he would satisfy my years with good things so that my youth is renewed like an eagle, that I can go on and not just go on and survive, but like an eagle, it almost grows stronger as the years go by. And that's what God wants to do, that God wants to bring enjoyment and God wants to bring satisfaction right where you are, because that's who God is. And as 2018 comes to close, think beyond all the challenges and all the trouble that you've gone through. Think beyond all the good and wonderful things you've received. And think about who was there, who was right there with his loving kindness and his compassion in the midst of everything that you've gone through. That, that who was there in the midst of all the blessings of this past year, who was there providing all these good and satisfying things, and who has renewed your soul. Think of the God who was there, who was always there, and say to your soul, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to take some time right now because it's such a great habit. Let's start now. Wouldn't it be a good and proper response as we end this year um, by, by taking time, by taking time to bless the God who loves us, welcomes us into his family, and bestows on us imperfect human beings all the blessings and benefits that we haven't earned or deserved. So, you know in your bulletins, there's like a note sheet if you haven't seen it already. And on the bottom, there's some questions. It says, what benefits of God found in this psalm here, did you experience in 2018? You know, think about that. Have you received God's pardon for your sin? How has God healed you this past year? You know, how has He healed any disease of your soul? Are you more forgiving than you were coming into this? Have God just healed you of unforgiveness or bitterness or loneliness or fear? What has God done? Have you received God's redemption from the pit? Have you experienced God's compassion and grace? How has God provided you uh, things that are good and satisfying? You know, take a few moments right now 
and think about them. And if you have a pen, begin to jot some things down. Because it's a choice we make. Right? It's a choice we make. That bless the Lord, oh my soul, that's a choice we have. We can say, yes, I'm going to bless. And remember what it means. To bless is, is to speak good words. You know, and to praise someone or something. And take time right now. So I'm going to give you a few moments to write down your thoughts, to think about it as a way of exhorting your soul to bless the Lord. All right, so let's just pray and just take some time, right? Give you some time right now. So Father, we just pray that we make a decision that no matter how hard 2018 was or how great it was, how wonderful it's been, that, that we have a choice. And it's a choice that we make. You don't force us. You don't guilt us. You don't coerce us. And right now, we want to say to our soul, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Will you bring to mind, will you bring to mind all the things that you've done in our lives this year. Will you help us to bless you? So just take some time now. Just quietly, you and the Lord. Just keep thinking about this throughout today. As we end this year, you know, you might want to, you know, what we do as a family is we get together on, on December 31st, New Year's Eve, and we take time as a family to bless the Lord together and to seek Him. You might want to do that. But I'm going to ask you to do something. You know, as you're thinking about this, will you just, because... Blessing the Lord is speaking good words about someone. I want you to practice that. So, so turn to someone, all right? If you're not by someone, just shout across the room or something. Just turn to someone. And will you just bless the Lord in one of those ways? What is something that God has blessed you with this year? Just tell somebody right now, all right? Just tell somebody right now. Just turn to them and say, God has whatever. I want to thank the Lord. So just turn to somebody right now and, uh, and, 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 and say something. Because I can see you, and I'm going to wait for everybody. No, I'm not. Just, just turn to someone. Okay. Okay. Well, as we say aloha to uh, 2018, take time. Take time. Just to bless the Lord, oh your soul. Hey, God bless you. Have a great, great uh, next couple of days, um, New Year's and all that stuff. Uh, have a great week. See you here next year. I want to encourage you, you know, um, in my spirit, I feel like uh, this next series where we talk about moving forward, it's going to be really, really, really significant. It might be the most significant 
uh, talks that we give in a really, really long time. That I, I think God, that we're right, we're right there. We're right there, and God wants us, and God wants to reveal to us what is it that He's calling us to. That is this. I'm praying that it'll change your life. It'll change our church, and that next year, that we won't ever be the same. That that we're gonna see God do great, great, and, and marvelous things. That's, that would just kind of blow our minds. All right. So see you next week. If you need prayer, would love to pray for you. Um, should be some grub in the back. God bless. Have a great uh, rest of this year.